And so after everyone's negative judgments weighed on me and I didn't have the confidence. So that's why I was like, you know what? Corporate career is my route. And I quit on myself. I quit on my dreams, essentially. You're listening to the Freedom Lifestyle podcast series. I'm sharing relatable stories of freedom seekers who ditched conventional office life and courageously asked for more. The energy just completely shifted. My entire being just felt so free. My business was still generating income while I was on the beach. I decided to quit and just stay at home. I really can't work for anyone but me. It's literally just doing whatever the hell you want to do. As for me, I'm your host, Sam, and I've spent the last four years creating a business that allows me to work from anywhere. The freedom lifestyle looks different for everyone. What's your free? You're listening to a new episode of the Freedom Lifestyle Podcast, where I share relatable stories from everyday people who have found a way to leverage flexible work arrangements to design their dream life. And today you're going to meet Michelle, who has gone all in on her network marketing business. Now I know, I know, as soon as we hear network marketing, we think, pyramid scheme, we think MLM, we think unethical. There are a lot of connotations, a lot of criticisms, some misconceptions that I honestly had before this interview. And so I hear you, I feel you, but it is my responsibility to share all the different ways that someone can generate income on their own terms. And for many people, network marketing is a great vehicle for this. Michelle was very honest about who that type of person is and didn't sugarcoat the type of money you could be making and the type of person that would be successful if they are pursuing this. Michelle is at the top when it comes to Arbonne. I think she said she's in the top 2%. So that was really interesting to hear what it took for her to get there. If you are going to get into network marketing, make sure you are associating yourself with a legitimate business. And she also shared, what are some of the red flags that you should look for if you do get into this? So I know I learned a lot from this episode. Michelle just also has a really amazing story of being in the corporate world for 12 years at a household name brand, getting a lot of respect, moving up the ranks, making great money, enjoying the politics of working in corporate but always feeling like she could do more. She wanted more. She didn't like that she would just get the same amount of money every single month, no matter how hard she worked. You're going to hear in this conversation, Michelle is a hard worker. She puts in the effort and she wants to get rewarded for that. And so for her, when network marketing came into her life, it was the perfect vehicle for her to create her own freedom lifestyle. So with no further delay, meet Michelle. Michelle, welcome to the Freedom Lifestyle Podcast. How's your day going so far? Amazing, Sam. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. We're both in Pacific time zone. It's almost three o'clock on a Friday. What would you normally be doing at this time on a Friday if you weren't chatting with me? (laughs) I would be working. I am in complete build mode right now in my life. So on a Friday, whether it's at three o'clock or even into the evening, I would absolutely be head down working. Mm. Is that consistent for you? Are you someone who's going through seasons? Like you use the word build. Are you in a build phase where you're working a lot more than usual? And then there's another season where you're working less. What does that look like for you when you think about a year at a time? I would say right now, the chapter in my life, the season in my life is absolutely build mode. 
So I'm in the camp of work and sacrifice for a short period of time for long-term gain. Okay. What does that look like on a day-to-day? What types of things are you doing to build? I work within, I want to say, lifestyle entrepreneurship and in network marketing. So a typical day, even though I say I'm in build mode, it's more so about connecting and building relationships with individuals. So it doesn't necessarily feel like work. I bring my work with me everywhere I go, for example, to the gym or if I'm out at a cafe. So it's not like sit down nine to five, head in the grind. It's more of a lifestyle opportunity is what I do. Mm-hmm. And always building and maintaining and nurturing relationships. When you're in that type of business, do you find it harder to take breaks? Because like you said, every hangout, any social event could be an opportunity to create business for yourself. How do you set boundaries so that one, you're not just always selling or feeling like you have to, but two, also you have those breaks for yourself so that you can fully just not be quote unquote on. That is a great question that I'm still trying to figure out. Coming from the corporate world of 12 years, it's easier to turn your mind off after your nine to five shift is done. However, shifting from the corporate world over to the entrepreneurial world, I didn't have boundaries. My team and I had a very aggressive goal that we hit 10 months into the business. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, Sam, there was no boundaries. There was no off switch It was pedal to the metal, no break at all. So now we hit that goal. I'm trying to find my new normal. What is that balance? What does that look like? Because it is challenging when you are always on. And if you don't work, then you are not getting paid. So that's something that I'm still trying to figure out is to put those boundaries in place. But what I have realized is sometimes you do have to slow down to speed up. And I am allowing myself time to like go to the gym, to meditate, to do things that will fill my cup up first before I can give that to the team and to others. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I really want to dig into what that lifestyle looks like of somebody who is in a network marketing business and tackle some of the misconceptions people have and the stigmas and really just share your passion behind that. But before we get into it, I really want to understand your story because you and I are meeting for the first time. You mentioned you were in the corporate world for 12 years before this. Is that what I heard? Yep. Wow. What were you doing before being your own boss and being in this type of business? So I went to university for marketing. I have a bachelor in commerce. And I think society tells us, right, you go to school, you get a job in your field. So that's exactly what I did. I started off in the food world. So I worked for a very well-known food company, McCain Foods. I'm sure you've Mm -hmm. had their French fries before. Definitely. And I started off in retail sales and then I moved into marketing. And I absolutely loved my job. I was in charge of the P&L. I was in charge of a cross-functional team, launching products, coming up with campaigns. It was absolutely what I wanted to do. And I loved it, Sam, to be honest, like there was nothing about it that I didn't love. However, there was this feeling of unfulfillment. I knew there was more. And I believe we all have a purpose and a calling in life, conscious congruence. There's always this little voice in someone saying you're meant for more. 
Although I loved selling French fries, I was on the fun brands, Pizza Pockets, Deep and Delicious Cake. It was <laughs> incredible. I, I love my manager. I love my coworkers. And I love the office. I love the politics. No one says that in the corporate world, but I loved it. And that little voice inside of me was just saying, Mish, you are made for more. And Arbon actually came into my life seven years ago when I was about five years into my corporate career. I jumped in because at that point I was really big into yoga and my Instagram handles Yogi Mishi. And I decided that the health and wellness space was something that could really align with what I was doing outside of my corporate life. So I wanted to have a side gig. But it was difficult, Sam. There's a lot of opinions, and we'll talk about the misconceptions, but I let other people's judgments weigh me down, and I quit on myself. And Mm -hmm. so for seven years, I actually watched individuals build in Arbonne. From a financial standpoint, incredible. They were making more money than I was making in the corporate world. However, from a personal development perspective, I was like, wow, they have grown into their authentic selves and the individual that they were always meant to be. Their confidence increased. Their communication skills increased, like everything about them, they leveled up essentially. And for seven years I watched and I I wanted to jump back in, but I didn't have the confidence or the courage. And fast forward, I did an Ironman about a year ago. I was on top of the world after that race. I set out my goals for 2023. And one of the goals was to be an area manager in Arbonne, which is the second level in the business. And at this point, we were three months to 2023. And I didn't even start my Arbonne business. And I'm like, I'm a person who sticks to my word. I am on top of the world after doing an Ironman. I need to get into Arbonne because I set out this goal for myself in 2023. So I decided to jump all in. I quit the corporate world three months into building my Arbonne business, back was against the wall. And my team and I had a very aggressive goal 10 months into the business, we hit the third level, which is regional vice president. To see what's typical, anyone can go to earnings.arbon.com, but typically it takes someone three years to get there. And I just decided I wanted to see what I was capable of. The corporate world was secure and it was safe, whereas network marketing was unknown and scary. And I believe you should always do the things that are scary. So I decided to just jump all in. Okay, I want to go back to something you said about when you first joined Arbonne, when it was a side hustle, when it was an additional income stream with your corporate job. You stopped it because of pressure you had from other people. Can you shed some light onto what you're referring to? Yeah, so being in the corporate world and having that degree, of course, a lot of money goes into university, a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of dedication. And when I was building my corporate career, I was being groomed to be a part of the VP group or even the C-suite. And so they saw me as a high flyer. My trajectory was quite great in the corporate world. And when individuals found out that I was doing network marketing on the side, they were like, Mish, what are you doing? Like, you're a corporate chick. You're very well regarded. Why would you get into something that's a pyramid scheme? That's a scandal. You have something very well known, a job that people are like, it's well sought after. 
Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. You have the traditional success metrics. Exactly. You have what everybody fights for, these big corporate jobs at a well-known household name brand. You have respect from the everyday person. Why would you compromise? That is how they felt. Hmm. Exactly. That's exactly how they felt. And after so many people started saying that to myself, I was like, wow, maybe, maybe I am making a wrong decision here because my corporate career would take me to where I want to go. It just was not fulfilling. And so after everyone's negative judgments weighed on me and I didn't have the confidence. So that's why I was like, you know what? Corporate career is my route. And I quit on myself. I quit on my dreams, essentially. We do that. We sometimes let other people's expectations and what they think we should do or what we're even capable of doing kind of cloud what we think is possible for ourselves. But you touched on something that you always had this internal knowing, this feeling that you were meant for more. And a lot of us have that. And for some reason, we don't give enough credibility to that inner voice. We really look for validation from other people. And especially if you're going to look for validation, look for validation from other people who are in the corporate world. How are they possibly going to be able to relate to somebody who's doing something entrepreneurial, who's doing something alternative, who's doing something risky when all they know is the safe play? Like for them, that's just going to be so hard for them to validate. And I'm sure that also clouded the type of advice you were getting based on the person you were surrounding yourself with at that time. Absolutely. I was surrounded by corporate individuals. That's it. I didn't have a network yet in network marketing. Mm -hmm. And so the safe route for me, the known route, was to stay my course in the corporate world. For those of us who are listening, who have heard network marketing, multi-level marketing, all of these negative connotations towards it, I definitely want to debunk those, but let's just explain how the business model works 101. How does it differ from a traditional business model when you're in network marketing? The business model with network marketing is very smart. So when people have these negative connotations about network marketing, it is very valid because 100 years ago when network marketing started, those connotations were true. However, society has adapted, network marketing has adapted, but we as species are just a little bit slower to conform to what network marketing is today. And so today what the business model looks like is you have a product or a service and myself or any other, let's call them independent consultants, purchases the product so they have their own testimonial. From there, all we do, Sam, is we share products that we love. That is it. Everyone does that in 2023. 97% of the population actually prefers recommendations from their friends or their families. And that is what network marketing is. And so two opportunities within this industry, you can become a business partner where if you want to make that extra stream of income, you share the products that you love. That's one avenue. Second avenue, if you want nothing to do with the business model, you become a client where you purchase the products and you consume the products like you would do if you were to go to Amazon. There is no monthly renewals, no subscription. You purchase when you decide to purchase how often you decide to purchase. So really to answer your question, what the business model looks like is somebody jumps into Arbon. If they were to join my team, we have a very duplicatable system. I onboard them. 
I show them step one, two, three, four, five, exactly how to be successful in this industry. And then from there, they would share out that same duplicatable system to individuals. It is a very smart business model if you want residual income, if you want to create a legacy, because this business, if you work it like a business, it can provide individuals with financial choices and time freedom. And you said that it's about trying the products and then recommending the products that you love. Why Arbon? Because I've seen a few other network marketing companies. There's Deterra. There's, of course, the Tupperware brand, which is how yep. a lot of it started, <laughs> or the knives. There's so many different things. I think there's a legging business that I've seen. Why Arbon? And are you solely doing network marketing for Arbon, or do you also have multiple brands that you rep? Yeah, great question. And somebody asked actually asked me this the other day, and I was like, yeah, why Arbon? I'll be honest, Arbon fell into my lap. And I think when you're seeking something, it's essentially seeking you. So seven years ago, when the individual reached out to me on LinkedIn to look at this health and wellness opportunity, Arbon was that opportunity. And at that point, I didn't really know what network marketing was. I didn't know that there was other companies out there. But looking back, because from that day forward, I just watched individuals in Arbon. But Sam, it's the company that I would partner with if I were to do my due diligence and look at other network marketing companies today, solely because it aligns with who I am as a person to my core. I believe in treating your body like it is that temple and not putting chemicals on your body or in your body. And all of the products that Arbonne has from their nutrition line, their makeup line, their skincare, their shampoo, their conditioner, their men's line, their baby line, whatever line it is, everything is chemical free and botanically based. And so even though Arbonne essentially came to me, now if I were to do the work behind other network marketing companies, I would choose Arbonne because it aligns with my core values and it's a very ethical company, which I love. Mm-hmm. I think that's another concern that some people have had is these typically the network marketing brands that I've seen, vitamins or protein powders or, or, or the oils, right? They'll have these very big claims that this product can do all of this stuff. And when those claims end up not being true, I think that's when a lot of people get concerned with the ethics of it. Mm-hmm. How did you qualify that the claims that Arbon is saying are true? So it sounds like you tested the products yourselves, right? Yes. Yeah, so four things. I have my own testimonial. I'm skeptical. I come from the background of marketing. I understand how marketers work. So I got my blood taken before and after I did our gut reset program and a blood panel, Sam, doesn't lie. And so after my own benefits of increased energy, less bloating, better sleeps, better skin, plus my blood panel, I was like, okay, these products are legitimate. Also, we are a part of the B-corporated industry, which means that we really put our people and the planet first before profit. So that was a second thing that was really important to me because we are the number one health and wellness industry in the B-corp industry. 
which is, I'm very proud to be a part of that. It's very hard to get that designation and very hard to hold coming from the food industry. I'm, I'm well aware of that. Number three, we're a part of the DSA, which is the Direct Selling Association. So yes, a lot of people think that network marketing are pyramid schemes. And being a part of the Direct Selling Association, you cannot be a pyramid scheme. You have to be a legitimate business. So that's another piece that I was like, okay, Arbon. The fourth thing is we don't have a marketing budget. So all of the money that we would put into traditional marketing, whether it's having celebrity endorsements or whether it's having commercials, we put back into third-party testing. So all of our products are clinically proven. And that is something to me that's extremely important because yes, as a marketer, you can manipulate like society and tell them what the benefits are going to be. But without facts, without clinical trials, to me, that is just exactly what I said, pure manipulation. But we have the studies to back us up, which I love. I'm a very black and white human, so that works for me. Yeah, I'm familiar with the B Corp logo and have heard how difficult it can be to obtain. So that definitely adds a lot of credibility to the brand and getting your blood tested before and after that's quite innovative and serious. Did they recommend you do that? Or is that something that you just knew to do? I wouldn't even think of that. I'm just a skeptical human. So it okay. was not recommended. It was just where my brain went because it's even funny being in network marketing. If another network marketer came to me and was like, oh, my products can benefit you X, Y, Z. In my head, I'm still skeptical. I'm like, no, they can't. <laughs> so I just had to prove to myself that these products were doing what everyone else was saying they were doing. Mm-hmm. And critics often assume that people at the top of this, that's why they call it a pyramid scheme, right? Yep. The top, you said there were seller levels and some people feel that there's unfair compensation. And that's one of the challenges with it. What kind of mechanisms are in place to make sure that everyone's fairly compensated and there isn't anyone who's going to be in undue financial hardship after joining your team, for example? Yeah. So that's a misconception where people say they get into network marketing and they spend more money than they earn. That's mm-hmm. on them. And I'm only going to speak to Arbon Sam because I don't know other network marketing compensations as well as I do Arbon. Totally. But the way that the compensation plan works is, of course, 1% of the individuals who start in Arbon make it to the top. That's mm-hmm. because 99% of the people are not willing to put in the work that this requires. However, the compensation plan with Arbon is very beneficial for the individuals who are new starting with the company to show them what the financial opportunity could be like. And so, for example, if they hit a certain building block every single month for six consecutive months, they get X amount of dollars for a bonus. And everything is available on earnings.arbon.com. I believe they get like $3,200 extra bonus on top of their commissions, on top of their other bonuses to really show individuals what this could do for them and what it could do for others. So the compensation plan with Arbon is very fair. And it is not a pyramid scheme by any means because there is an exchange of a product for the monetary value, right? If somebody gives me money, gives Arbon money, they are getting a product in return. So there is that exchange of goods and services. And for those individuals that are working the business, 
the business works if the person works. And so I'm at level three right now at a four. If one of my teammates were working harder than I was working, whereas Sam, I am always the hardest working individual on my team, I have to lead from the front, right? So every single month we have recognition, I always want my name to be number one because I want to pave the way for my team. And so when people say that individuals at the top of the company are, you know, using their minions to make them more money, it's like, no, the person at the top will always have to work the hardest because they are paving the way for the rest of the team. My dreams and vision has to be big enough for my entire team's dreams and visions to fit into mine. And so I will always be the one working harder because if you are in build mode, if you are in scale mode, it doesn't matter how many people necessarily you have on your team. It it matters how many people you directly impact. So I have a team of 75 individuals right now those that are direct to me. Those are all people you've recruited? I would say I've recruited about 65 and wow. my team has recruited about 10. Wow. Yeah. And how short of a period? In one year. That's pretty impressive. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I am the hardest working individual on my team and they know that. And that will never <laughs> you set change. the bar. I set the bar. You have to, right? Mm-hmm. The compensation plan, going back to that, I'm at level three. If one of my girls came in and she just hit the ground running, back against the wall, was totally obsessed, she could actually surpass me. And so the compensation plan works if the individual works. And you're also getting a bonus if your team is successful though? Yeah. So how it works is I get 15% commission on any of the sales I personally make. The big, beautiful paychecks come in when you do build out your team. That's what network marketing is all about. It's all about duplication. It's a very simple process. You just want to duplicate yourself. And at the end of the month, we get paid every Tuesday. At the end of the month, you get something called an override check, where I make 8% roughly on all of my team's sales. And so because I pour a lot of time and energy and effort into my team, Arbon is giving me almost like a thank you commission to helping other individuals rise. So it's not being taken from their 15% sales commission. It's being taken from Arbon's profit margin. Hmm. And that's where other people are like, oh, you're stealing commission from others. You get paid to recruit. It's like, none of that is true. I get paid when a sale is made, like a normal sales organization. Mm-hmm. You mentioned your team and how a big part of working in network marketing is building out your team. And so often that could mean recruiting friends, recruiting family to join you. How do you approach that aspect of your business? And has it made for any uncomfortable situations with your loved ones? If so, how are you navigating this? Yeah, I love that question. I was very hesitant to reach out to my warm market, we call it, at the beginning because I didn't want their judgment. And I didn't want to be that girl where they felt like they had to support me in my network marketing business. Because if a friend of mine who was in the corporate world, like I don't have to support them. Why do they have to support me? I shouldn't expect it. So I didn't go to my warm market at first. And I actually tapped into my cold market. I had a community of cold plungers that were very aligned with my core values, and I communicated this opportunity with them first. 
Now, Sam, it's exciting. My mom just joined my team. I took her to the Bahamas. I treated her because I was allowed to take a plus one and she joined. Wow. When people start to see that you have conviction and you're all in, that gives them permission to open up their eyes to this opportunity without me even mentioning it to them. So I do now have friends on my team. I do now have family members on my team, but that took time. And people, I think, expect instant gratification, instant rewards, instant results. That's not going to happen. People get in and they get out of network marketing just as quick as they got in. And so you have to prove to others that this is going to be something you are going to stick with. And once you prove that to others, then they see your results and they want to jump in. So I didn't communicate this opportunity to my warm market right up front. Now, after a year, which much success, I make more money today than I did in the corporate world. That's merit for individuals to look at this as well. So you have to prove to people and you have to show people. Hmm. I can relate to that. I feel like that is exactly how I would approach it too, where I would be scared to share it with my immediate network first for all the reasons that you mentioned. But once you've been doing it for a while and you can really stand by it, it's in your head, it's it's kind of a missed opportunity for them because they see you're happy. They see you're thriving. They're curious about the products. They're curious about joining you. So it becomes more authentic. Are you comfortable sharing anything about the actual numbers? Like I know you just alluded to making more money in this than in your corporate job. What can you share about realistic revenue projections for somebody who really wants to get into this, but maybe has a comfortable, secure job that they don't want to leave, or maybe is fearful that if they make that initial investment of purchasing the products, they're not going to get their money back? Yeah, I love that question. And it's very interesting because once you become VP status in Arbonne, you do have something called BEST, which is business ethics, sustainability team watching over you. And so anytime we do talk about revenue generation within Arbonne, you always have to refer back to go to earnings.arbonne.com to see what is typical because my journey with Arbonne is not typical. My work ethic is not typical. And so what I can share with individuals, one year in network marketing, and again, you can go to earnings.arbonne.com, has generated more money for myself than 12 years in the corporate world. And what that looks like is you can make on average at my level 4,000 to 10,000. And I am making upwards, if not more, to that higher number that I mentioned a month where I did not make that in the corporate world. And so the average income as a national vice president, which is top 1%, I'm top 2% right now, Hmm. is... 25,000 a month US. Wow. And so for Canadian that would be around 32,000 Canadian. That's average. Right now I'm not making average as a regional vice president, so it just shows you you yourself are your own ceiling. This is an effort-based company, whatever you put into it, you get out of it. And that's what I love because if you're somebody that wants to really push, your paycheck will reflect that. 
Mm-hmm. And for so many people who are in the corporate world, I remember when I had just a flat salary, no matter how hard I worked, I would still be receiving the same amount of money every single month. That's when I actually transitioned from marketing to sales because mm-hmm. I wanted uncapped income. I had a lot of energy to work. I was single. I didn't have kids. I still don't have children. And so I had a lot of energy to put into something and I wanted to be rewarded for that. So it sounds like that's the type of place that's good for that energy of the hustle that they often say, which we're, we're reclaiming that word is a good thing. I love the hustle. <laughs> I think Amazing. it's important for chapters of your life. And if you want to build an extraordinary life. So do you think there are illegitimate network marketing companies, which are pyramid schemes and they are unethical and you don't have to name any names if so, but more just speaking to somebody who's listening to this, who's curious about this business model, who maybe doesn't resonate with Arbonne's products, who maybe health, wellness, cruelty-free. I was just quickly looking at some of the cool products you have, vegan nutrition. Maybe that doesn't resonate with them, but they're interested in this opportunity for income, this opportunity for freedom. Coming back to the original question, do you think some network marketing companies are pyramid schemes and If so, like what makes them illegitimate and what should we look out for if so? Yeah, great question. And I believe everyone should do their due diligence. Arbonne is for me. It's not for everyone. And if a product resonates with someone, I think go with that company. If the core values of that company resonate with you, go with that company. Are there pyramid schemes out there today? I want to say yes. If a company is not a part of the direct selling association, I would be very cautious about stepping into that organization. I would also look at the amount of years that a company has been in business. Arbonne's been in business for 43 years now. I'm pretty sure if it was a pyramid scheme, they would be shut down. We're also a global company in six different countries. So if somebody is looking into network marketing, I would research the company's length that they have been in the industry. I would research the amount of money that they make because that is also important. I would research where their profit is going to. Is it being put back into the company, back into the people, back into R&D? Where are those profits going? And I would look at individuals who are in that company. Are they of high caliber? Are they living the lifestyle that network marketers share with others that this opportunity could do. I would really advise someone to do their due diligence because yes, there are companies out there that are not ethical. No, that's really great advice. Definitely looking at that organization, looking at the length of time, it looking how long they've been in business, where they operate. Those are some signals that someone could look into. It doesn't mean a startup, in my opinion, can't come out into the market and leverage this type of business model. Because I think about, if I'm being totally honest, some of the ways that I've earned income and my freedom lifestyle related to affiliate marketing or mm-hmm. some sales jobs I've had in the past where I've worked for some really large, beloved brands that I won't mention because I don't have the right to say that, but who have hired me in a similar business model where I had a team of affiliates 
who were referring products for the company. And I made money every time one of my affiliates made money and they made money and I made money and the company made money. And that was totally fine. I also think about, yeah, just being an affiliate or getting referral commission for other companies And so many of these companies that I've been referring people to are new brands in the podcasting space, which is a new industry. So, you know, they can't have been around for 40, 50 years. And so I don't think you need to completely stay away from companies who are new in the space, leveraging this type of business model, because it is becoming more and more common. It's sometimes just a more efficient way to get to customers with less overhead. If you are interested in building more of a community around your brand, I can see how that would be really beneficial as well in lots of different spaces. I completely agree with you. And I think startup companies are fantastic because they have zero brand recognition, right? So you have so much opportunity for growth. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I would be weary about that, and I've, I've worked actually for a hyper startup company in the corporate world, but is the processes and the systems. So if somebody is okay with having like a complete entrepreneurial venture in a, in a startup company, then that's great. But for me coming from the corporate world, I love systems and processes and policies. And with Arbonne, that's already put in place. So it's a turnkey entrepreneurial solution. Whereas with a startup firm, they're great. Absolutely. Just, you just have to be aware that there may not be systems in place yet, but also mm-hmm. an opportunity for you to be a part of creating those. So pros and cons to both. Mm-hmm. So this podcast is called The Freedom Lifestyle, mm-hmm. and one of your friends recommended you to come on the show and, and introduced us, which I'm so glad that they did. How does the term freedom lifestyle resonate with you? How are you living that version of your freedom lifestyle in this capacity now? Yeah, and I think that looks different for everyone. So I, I love how you said, how does that look like for you? There's individuals that are meant to be in the corporate world or meant to be in the trades. However, I do believe to my core that humans are not necessarily meant to sit nine to five behind a desk. We are meant to fulfill our purpose in life, whatever that looks like for someone. And I truly believe, Sam, whatever you have struggled with, whether you struggle with anxiety or depression or you're overweight, whatever you struggle with, you overcome yourself and then you help others overcome that same thing. And so for myself, when I was in the corporate world, again, I loved it. Was there freedom? No. I would have waited until I was, you know, 30 years in the industry to retire to have my freedom. And that didn't sit well with me. I watched my vice presidents go home late to their children, not necessarily be present parents. And so to me, I don't have a partner. I don't have kids yet. And so I am in this complete build mode to create a solid foundation. So when I do have my family one day, I can have that freedom. And what that looks like for me is waking up in the morning and designing my day what does Mish feel like doing today? That to me is complete freedom backed with financial success. You do have to have the funds, I believe, to live a very abundant life. Mm-hmm. And that financial number is going to be different for everybody. Also exactly. where you live, what your goals are. So no, I think that's really important to touch on. So given that's your version of the freedom lifestyle, 
when, when you think back on this week so far, this month so far, when did you feel the most free? <laughs> I just got back from the Bahamas for an all paid inclusive trip from Arbon. So that was very freeing. I would say for the past month, I have actually been very fortunate. And you're asking me this question at, I mean, a time that I have been traveling a lot. So for the past month and a half, I have been on the road. I was in Ontario visiting my family, then in Colorado for business, and then in the Bahamas for an incentive trip. So to me, the last month and a half has been complete freedom because I haven't had my head down working. I have been able to almost enjoy the fruits of my labor but I also believe that freedom is doing what your purpose is in this life. And that looks different for everyone. But I don't just believe it's like, la da what do I want to do today? Go to a cafe, go to the gym. It's helping others and doing what you're passionate about to me is also freedom. And success looks different for everyone, right? It doesn't have to be a monetary amount. Whatever that person deems as success is their success and their freedom. But for me, it's just creating and building the life I desire. You use the word purpose. Do you feel confident in knowing what your own purpose is? I mean, you're quite young. It's a big word. I think a lot of people get tripped up on what is my life's purpose. Do you feel confident you know what yours is? Yeah, great question. I think when someone says to you like, oh, just figure out what your purpose is and just do that for a living. It's like, what is my purpose? I don't know. Stop saying that. I think you only find out your purpose when you try different things. And what that alignment looks like for you or it looks like for me or it looks like for somebody else is so different. But to answer your question, do I feel like I'm living out my purpose today? I'm on the path. To living out my purpose. So as of today, Arbon is my only income stream. I was doing brand management consulting for CPG, consumer packaged goods companies, but I decided to put that on the side and just go all in in Arbon. I really want to create better systems for my team and I really want to raise leaders. So that's where my focus is today. But in the future, I do want to get into more of what does Michelle's brand look like whether that's helping people with their macros, almost Sam, like all encompassing your body, you can have a six pack, but at the end of the day, if your mind isn't right, that six pack is going to do nothing for you. It's not going to be healthy for you. So I almost want to help individuals on all different pillars, almost like what I wish the school system did for us, help you get your mind right, which will get your body right, which will get your relationships right, which will get your financial situation right. And so at the end of the day, I would love to just help individuals overall level up in life and see what they're capable of. Mindset to me is everything. What are a couple of things we can be doing right now to get us closer to that? I would give an individual three pointers who wants to work on their mindset. Number one, acceptance. Wherever you are today, just accept where you are. It doesn't matter if it's not where you want to be or if you wish you were somewhere else. Just acceptance is number one. Number two, get a morning routine. <laughs> the biggest thing that has shifted my mindset is number one, waking up early. I'm crazy, Sam. I wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning and I meditate for 45 minutes and then I do my green strength and I go to the gym. 
that is a non-negotiable for me every single morning. I would also say get into cold plunging for somebody mm. who is looking to really work on their mind. Because when you put yourself in adverse situations, your mental toughness is going to be built. And cold plunging is definitely not comfortable. And through that, you can build your self-talk to really allow that muscle in your mind to be strengthened. I love that. Those are my top three. There's more that I would get into with an individual, but I believe acceptance, a morning routine, and putting yourself through adverse situations will really help build your mental strength and your mental toughness. Amazing. Such great tips. Where can people find you if they want to learn more about joining your team at Arbonne, follow along with your health and wellness journey? Where's the best place to direct them? I need to branch out more and that's something that I want to work on as well, YouTube, etc. But as of today, I am very active on Instagram. So individuals can find me at yogi, Y-O-G-I underscore Mishi, M-I-C-H-I-E. I share a lot of mindset work, health and wellness advice. That's what they can expect if they were to follow me on Instagram. Amazing. And I've been following you for a while, so I can verify that. You've got some great advice there. And I can also verify the six pack. You also have some abs there, <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> Thank you. I like I had a I had a breakup in February and in all areas I was like, you know what? I'm just going to level up. And so I will always say, and people who follow me on Instagram know this, it's never about the abs. It's about the discipline, the grit, the dedication, the mindset that it takes to wake up and go to the gym. And so you can have the best body in the world, but if your mind is not right, that body doesn't matter. So it's never about the abs. Never about the abs. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. (laughs) We'll include all of those links in the show notes. I appreciate you being so open to answer any questions I had about network marketing because it is one of those business models that people have a very strong visceral reaction to and just immediately have an opinion about it without actually taking the time to speak to somebody who is doing it and, and stands by it to really ask, why do you stand by this and how can we address these haters? And I get it. I I was one of those individuals for seven years, right? I jumped in, then I jumped out. And so when somebody comes to me with their connotations, I can relate. And the world is just, it's different. It's changing. Social selling is the way of the world. So network marketing is very smart, very smart. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It was a, a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. If this one inspired you to take action, but you could use some help on your plan, or perhaps you've got too many ideas bouncing around in that beautiful brain of yours, you'd love some clarity on your strategy, what you should pursue first and why. Well, I am now offering one-on-one freedom coaching sessions. You can book these at buymeacoffee.com slash what's your free. This is our opportunity to have a virtual coffee together, spend an hour getting clarity on how you can unlock more freedom and flexibility in your life. On these calls, you can ask me anything, but here are some things that I'm an expert in. Creating a location independent lifestyle, building service-based and freelance businesses, leveraging the gig economy and platforms like Fiverr, utilizing podcasts to build your personal brand, and developing passive income streams. So book your freedom coaching session with me at buymeacoffee.com slash what's your free. 
I would love to have a virtual coffee with you.